Welcome to the Raising Your Game podcast, where I help connect well-being and performance, as well as speaking to those in the world of sport to share the experiences, practice and wisdom that can help you in raising your game both on and off the field. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Lewis Hatchie and in this episode I'm going to be talking about the European Championships that have just happened uh, here in England and I was probably due to do another episode for this show but I felt over the last 24-48 hours that with a lot of the things that have transpired both during, before, during and after the final against Italy and England, I felt there were so many different things that I was frantically writing notes on and I thought there are some really good lessons that this whole final, the whole tournament, the England team can really teach us. So this episode will be coming from an England's perspective, not only because I'm an Englishman, but because of some of the things that have transpired post-final. And I'll touch on probably some of the things that have happened throughout the tournament as well. But before we get into the episode, as always, my only ask and the only and cheapest way that you can support this podcast is by subscribing on whatever channel that you are listening on. So head over to that button on whichever platform that it is, hit that subscribe button. It is the one thing that will really make me happy for this podcast to allow me to continue to make episodes for for allowing me to continue to give you guys whether it's insight and create further episodes and bring more guests onto the show. So thank you if you've already done it and thank you for subscribing if you are just about to. It's the only ask I have for the start. So like I said, this episode, I have been frantically writing notes. I have just really word vomited here a load of different things that both positively and negatively have come out of the European Championships and more probably poignantly the loss for England in the final. Now as an Englishman yes there are so many different emotions that you feel around it but there are so many lessons that we can learn from the whole experience of what Gareth Southgate, Harry Kane and the team have created and I think the first place I don't really, I didn't want to do this, but I think it's probably the right place to start is talking about the abuse that some of the players have faced post-final. And I can't help but feel this huge level of hypocrisy that comes from England fans that feel it necessary to racially abuse their own players. And even to the point of the people who were booing the knee and the booing the the taking the knee in some of the games in the tournament and even the build up to the tournament those people they have no place in our sport they have no place in any sport and if you just simply type in the values of sport in google one of the first things that comes up is i think it was a united nations article and it really just outlines and it does articulate it quite well and I'm going to paraphrase but some of the things that I've pulled out from it and they're so true are that sport is about fairness it's about inclusion it's about equality regardless of the color of your skin regardless of the religious backgrounds that you have it really is about purely the game that we're playing and if people 
if athletes are using their platform to talk about societal issues that are genuinely out there, then they're damn right allowed to do that. Like they should be allowed to do that. And I think the people that are racially abusing these players, they are the hypocrites. They are the ones that will be cheering Raheem Sterling when he scored a goal only a few days before and then sending boos, defacing murals in in towns like we saw in Manchester and sending abuse towards people like Rashford, Sancho and Saka. And I think I tweeted out straight away the man in the arena poem or or quote from um, Theodore Roosevelt. And it's so it's true. If you are not someone who has been in their shoes, you have no right to criticize that person. And it was even something I'd said probably a few days before about Emma Raducanu. She and the boys that took those penalties for England, they had probably very little experience in that sort of pressure. They are thrown into a pressurized situation that no doubt the expectations of the nation had not really put on them at the start of the tournament. England got to the final through some great performances, but did we expect them to get there at the start of the tournament? Probably not. So it may not have been on their radar. And people can talk about how they know what they're signing up for. They know what they're getting themselves into. Yes, they kind of do, but at the same time, nothing will ready you for that experience. Nothing, no amount of penalty practices that you can have will get you ready for that experience in the final. So if you are someone that has criticized them, if you are someone that has especially abused them, then just take a look at the hypocrisy that was is within those words that you're saying and recognize that you've never been in that position. And also, are you someone that is only when they're doing well, applauding them, and then when it doesn't suit you, you're abusing them? That has no place in sport. That is not about fairness. That is not about equality. That is not about building a togetherness, whether it's as a nation. So I thought as badly as we've started here in this podcast with this tone, I just felt it's worth noting that and talking about it because it really has no place in sport. It's not what sport is about. Sport is about the games that we play. It's about competition. It's about the enjoyment. And again, that togetherness that we feel. So leading on to that, One of the things that this European Championships has taught us, especially as we've come out of this pandemic or we're coming out of the pandemic here in the UK, is one, how much it has brought us together. It's given us a common goal to look at. And the the scenes that you do see of people negatively, um, people defacing, whether it's walls or destroying areas in towns, they are the minority. And I truly believe that, that they are the minority of people who support England because the majority go about it in the right way. They support England in the right way. They support people in this country the right way. And sadly, the loudest are that minority. They're the ones that are are downfall in society. And those are the people that need to spend some time looking at themselves. And I'm so impressed with how the England team have come out and stood together. It shows their values within that squad, how Harry Kane has said, we we don't want you if you are a racist, if you are someone who is abusing our players, we don't want you here because they've set their, their values out 
and I don't think it's a coincidence that every player is continuously coming out and saying this. And all of this comes back to Gareth Southgate, the manager in charge, creating that culture, creating the values that can inspire a nation. And I think we're seeing that. I think we've seen, if anyone had said that England would get to the final, we may lose on penalties in the final. Most people would probably say, oh no, not again, we're losing on penalties. But to get to the final, like that was a place that we have never been before. It's a place that we finally got to. And it gave so many people so much hope after 18 months of a tough time. And I think it really did inspire so many young kids in the country, if not the world, in how to conduct yourself on the pitch, but more importantly, how these players have conducted themselves off the pitch. They've really inspired so many people and that really is one of the biggest values of sport. It's teaching us how we can take what we learn on the field and how can we put it into our everyday lives. How I put out a tweet as well saying we don't deserve someone like Marcus Rashford because he is setting a standard so well for how young people can conduct themselves, thinking outside of himself and using his incredible platform for something that is good. That is what sport is about. I've recently been doing some work with a charity for the Arundel Castle Cricket Foundation. And this has been a program where it's been around improving the lives of young people using cricket as a tool. But some kids don't like the game of cricket and sometimes they can find it boring and that's totally fine. But speaking to some of the teachers and these kids are kids that have had real hardships in their lives. They've come from very deprived areas. They Some had never seen the seaside before. Some had never seen trees before. Some had never experienced anywhere outside of their estate. And the experiences that we gave them started to broaden their horizons. We started to do things that they had never done before. And you started to see new values being instilled in them. And I asked them, because they struggle in school, they struggle to sit down like most people in school. They really struggle to have that academic time and, and understand school and how it works or, or not necessarily how it works, but really concentrating and, and finding value in, in their schoolwork. I asked them, what was the one thing that, that really taught them and connected them and engaged them? And they hands down went sport. Sport is the one thing that does that. And the England team have done that for us as a nation. They've used a sport to bring us together and inspire us. And whether the outcome was what we wanted or not, it was just so great to see so many people just being together as one and, and having this common interest. Whether, whether people have been fans or not for however long, it doesn't really matter, but what a great way to inspire a nation through this this tournament. So, so as I mentioned, I've got a load of notes here. And the next thing that I wanted to talk about was the emotion around the final and mainly the loss from an England fan's point of view. And if you were watching the game, whether it was with family, friends, outside, inside, no doubt when England lost and the penalties were saved, you'd have seen this outpour of emotion. And how incredible was it to see the videos of literally seconds difference between when England looked like they were still in it 
and then suddenly seconds later they're out of it. And this is where there's a huge learning curve as a spectator of sport to learn about where controlling your emotions is so important. So I saw my friends who watched the final and they were devastated. And and it really I, I took a moment to notice my own reaction. And yes, it was a really bad result and it was the result that we didn't want. But if I'd allowed that negative emotion to run into my evening, the rest of my next day, maybe in the next week, month, year, I've allowed this one experience to comp- negatively affect me and almost build an identity around who I am. And I understand that people build this identity around who we are as fans and how much it means to us. But if we allow one setback, if we allow this one negative experience to go into our next day, our next week, month, it begins to manifest further and further. And I think one of the problems we do have as a country in the UK is our whether it's low expectations of our, our team. We've obviously not had much success in the past. But sometimes that can be through how we have dealt with these negative experiences. As soon as we have something bad happen to us, sometimes we say, oh, it's going to happen again. Here we go again. We're getting on that merry-go-round. Rather than the ability to deal with that emotion right then and there in the moments after that has happened and, and put perspective onto that match, that result, allows us to stop that emotion then and there and then be able to move forward and hopefully progress and get behind whether it's the team ourselves our friends around us so that that feeling of togetherness or positivity starts to grow outwardly from not only ourselves into the people we know and then into communities just by having that positive change within yourself can really impact those communities and like i said just mentioned really about most of this is gaining perspective, like how much of the result can you control? Is it in your control? Not really. If you are abusing the players and you are are faulting, whether it's the managers, the players, have you been in their shoes before? Do you know what it feels like? Do you have that experience to know what it feels like? Can you put yourself in their shoes? Can you maybe think about what they're going through? And by gaining that perspective it starts to create a completely different experience for yourself. And you can then start to think of whether the emotions you're feeling, is it really benefiting me to sit in this emotion? Or not for a better word, is it just a game? Like all sport is just a game, but we wrap ourselves around the identity so strongly. But recognizing is the emotion I'm feeling, is the way that I'm allowing this to affect me, benefiting me and the others around me. And you can merely do that by just looking at the perspective, whether it's your own perspective, see if you can change your perspective to this is just an experience that we can learn and, and become better from. How would you have reacted if England had won? What, how would it have made you feel? Would you have perhaps thought about the Italians and what they were going through? It doesn't changing your perspective just allows you to broaden your horizons it allows you to see things in a in a new light and hopefully lessen the feel of how this emotion is impacting you the other thing i'd add to this idea of sitting in disappointment and sitting with the emotion of disappointment and and it was really from a couple of stats that were 
throwing around after the game and on social media and one was around domestic abuse and I was really saddened to know that there was this huge rise in numbers of domestic abuse after an England loss and so if we're able to deal with this emotion deal with the disappointment and move past it quicker then we can start to change our actions we we don't allow that negativity to manifest itself in other ways in our lives so that is another reason why it's so important to recognize the emotion that you're feeling yes it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel upset but really put that perspective on it soon to get out of that emotion and get back to thinking logically less emotively so that it doesn't manifest itself in other ways another thing that i wrote down in all of these notes was was gratitude and I think it came out in a lot of interviews with pundits after the game and they were talking about just looking how far we've come and and that was such a good perspective to have which was being so grateful for the change that we've had. I think once we've got into something like a final, people were very disappointed that it was at home at Wembley, we perhaps weren't going to have that opportunity again. But can we be grateful for the fact that we even got that experience? The fact that whether there were some, yes, there were some um, negative things that were going on around the stadium, within the stadium, outside the stadium. But as an overall, like how good it was and how far we've come, how amazing it actually was to be able to get the opportunity for even young people to get to see England that were in a final, to see these young men standing up and and being together as a team in the loss that they had is inspiring people for generations to come that hopefully will put England into such a good place as not only a football team, but as a nation as well. The togetherness that was shown both on the pitch and off the pitch on social media with people supporting the players when things had happened badly, just set an example. And if we look at that, was that there years ago and this experience of just being in the final has allowed us to feel that so what an amazing place to be in and how grateful we should be as as people that were able to experience this and be able to say that we got to view it yes it wasn't the outcome we wanted but oh my gosh how far we've come and the place that we got to through the people that were in that squad what they've created yeah, there's so many negatives that we could take away from it and naturally people would do it. But looking, look at the the things that came out of this whole experience and how grateful we can be for them, for whether it's ourselves, the emotions we felt, the, the times we got to spend with our friends, the experiences, the going to the pub and, or going around someone's house to watch it, being outside, inside watching it and, and just living that experience together we can take so much from it. So that's a lot of what I have got written down. Like I said, there were so many things that we can take out of the European Championship experience of this togetherness, standing up for what we believe in. I think the England team are so important for our nation moving forward, and they always have been, but this team seems different. They seem like they have a solid set of values they have a leader in in Gareth Southgate who is calm and collected. He shows and sets the standard for navigating your emotions. And I'll probably touch on it again now where that ability to navigate your emotions throughout the ups and downs is something that will allow you to 
feel the highs, but also the falls won't be as drastic. That level-headedness is so much more about being consistent in the way we approach not only our sport, but our lives as well. And if there is one thing that you can take from Gareth Southgate is looking at how well he manages that emotion. He manages everything around it in a calm and collected way. He may not feel that inside. He may be feeling completely different, but the way he shows you and and outwardly expresses that emotion keeps you level-headed and that will be transferred into the players the players can then live out their values they can live out what they believe they can inspire those people which can then spread further and we start to have this society community impact on how we go about all through this incredible sport and the way in which these people are conducting themselves and if you are someone that is abusing that them or this team you have no place in that you are not wanted as Harry Kane said I think that is a strong message and to just step back from this whole experience that was the Euros and recognize how amazing the experiences were both whether it was within yourself your closer community around you and the wider community so I've kind of rambled on but like I said, this I think there were just so many things that can be highlighted from this whole European journey for England as a team, a nation, yourself. And just take a moment to recognize maybe how you dealt with the tournament itself. Did you let it affect you? Is there something that you perhaps can learn from it that you can, whether it's teach others, you can transfer into something else whether it's your own sport can you take some of the inspirational ways that these players have have held up their values have tried to inspire others can you do it yourself in your communities can you maybe look at the own your own habits your behaviors that you're doing can you start to implement some of what these players are are showing and hopefully you can so that's all I've got for this episode. As always, if you want to reach out and you want to get in touch, then you can head over to Instagram at Lewis Hatchet. You can head over to the website, lewishatchet.com forward slash podcast. And I love getting in touch with you guys. Always reach out, send me a DM, send me a message, send me an email, whichever way you want to get in touch. Um, and that last ask as well, if you're enjoying these podcasts and you do want more click that subscribe button and if you're feeling super generous head over to the apple podcast and write a review if you can't write a review on your um, your channel then reach out to me via email on my website lewishatchet.com and just let me know how this podcast is helping you out and also if you want to drum up any conversation or you would like any subject spoken about anyway i've gone on a little bit too longer than i hope to and I will catch you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by Sport Yogi, the app that introduces yoga, mindfulness, and meditation to athletes, all without the fluff that usually comes with it. From building flexibility to harnessing your focus and anxiety, and much more, Sport Yogi gives you simple to follow sessions that you can easily add into your everyday training or everyday life. To get started, simply visit sportyogi.com forward slash join dash now. And listeners of the show can receive 40% off annual and lifetime plans by using the code raising your game at checkout. So once again, that is sportyogi.com forward slash join dash now. 
to get started.